0: Okay. Uh, A a cell phone check, Maharaj says. I'll check mine also. Definitely off, yeah. Hare Krishna. A last minute uh, change of venue. I hope it didn't cause too much inconvenience for everyone. did cause inconvenience for Pavan Gope and his team because they found out too late and had, well, had already set up everything. so my apologies for that. and uh, it's complicated with this fog. Uh, you're looking at the fog and then uh, for some it's it's okay for others it's really too cold. Uh, so, what to do? We come from different climates, different countries, I guess, when you, you know, I mean, Pavan prabhu has provided us with sound in the most impossible situations, and he's been really uh, dedicated to it, so uh, all our appreciation, really. Um, I hope we didn't lose some people between here and the ghost show. <laughs> but somehow or other, I guess they'll find their way. Um, we are in the Balaram Hall. And uh, Lord Balaram is especially. Um, Merciful. Lord Balaram is the servant of Lord Krishna. Whereas Krishna is Saviya Bhagawan or the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is being served. <coughs> Balaram is known as Sevat Bhagavan, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the mood of a servant. Mm. Srila so Prabhupada said that if you have any problem, Just go before the deities and tell Lord Balaram. Then everything will be sorted out, some way or other. (laughs) Um, So, that is truly this movement, a very transcendental movement where we live very close, uh, very close to the Supreme Personality of Godhead here in Vindavan. That closeness. Uh, we become more aware of that, but of course that closeness is always there. Um, Krishna is is very present in our life in his uh, in his various forms. Advaitama, Manchu Tamanadim Ananta Rupam. Of course, one supreme personality of Godhead, but then appearing in many forms for uh, for various functions and and purposes. And that is, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Once we begin to, um, to go a little deeper into understanding Krishna consciousness, Um, sometimes um, we see that um, Hinduism, whatever that is, Srila Prabhupada met a professor in Hinduism and Srila Prabhupada asked him what is the definition of Hinduism and the professor said that's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> so Prabhupada asked Srubh Damodar he says he's also a PhD what do you call that? He said cheater Prabhupada professor said that's right. Yes yeah, so Hinduism is something difficult to define therefore whatever it is but it is often thought that it is polytheistic, that there are many gods and uh, and some people f- um, from Indian background found that confusing and turned to Christianity more simple. Um, but when we understand the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, then we can understand uh, very nicely um, um, Sila Prabhupada also describes how one of his godbrothers was a German professor who came to India and who saw all the deities of the various uh, the various devatas and so on. And he saw that all the deities were carrying some weapon. And then he saw Krishna. And he saw Krishna is simply carrying a flute. So he's enjoying. He is enjoying his pleasure pastimes and the others, they're at work. Uh, so in this way, he said, this must be the supreme Lord, And this is, this is why uh, Krishna expands himself. He himself does not get involved with the workings of the material energy uh, may konti bari Krishna may be the adhyaks, he may be the director of the material energy, and everything takes place according to his will, but he's not personally... Involved, swarat, he is independent swarat. So in this way everything goes on by Krishna's will, but he is not involved with the material world. He is the avyaktamurtina. He is, um, he doesn't manifest on that platform because he's absorbed in his pleasure pastimes. But Krishna, although one may think, yes, then Krishna must be very far away from where we are now in the thinking, in the material world. Um, If he's not so present here and then we are struggling alone, but that is not the case. Krishna is very intimately present with each and every devotee or, or aspiring devotee. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there are, uh, when Lord Chaitanya is residing in Jagannath Puri, there are uh, um, the residents of Kulidagram headed by Satyaraj Khan. And they meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is explaining, he said, the the duty of every man is nirantar Krishna, Nama, Sankirtan, and, and Vaishnava, seva. So, to always incessantly chant the holy name of, of Krishna and to serve the Vaishnavas. Then Sachiraj Khan asked, well, who's a Vaishnava? And Lord Chaitanya said, anybody who chants Hare Krishna once is a Vaishnava. It's that it's the next year those devotees came again, and the same discussion unfolded, and the same question, or first Lord Chaitanya's instruction, niranta, nama sankirtan, vaishnava Sevan. and then, who's a Vaishnava? And the answer was, one who is chanting all the time. So, that's the second year. The third year, when again the same questions were asked, who is a Vaishnava? Then the answer was, one who by his presence makes others chant the holy name. So we saw over three years, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained different levels of Vaishnavas, the Kanista, the Majam, dikari, the, uh, in one who chants once is a Vaishnava. One who chants all the time, a Majamadikari. One who is So absorbed in in chanting the holy name with love that you can inspire others is an uttama So in this way, we see. Anyway, Lord Chaitanya's definition of a Vaishnava is very generous. One who chants the holy name once. So that means the Lord is personally involved in the life. Of each and every Vaishnava, um, and that makes uh, our connection close and intimate. So here in the Balaram Hall, right next to Krishna and Balaram, we are, uh, yes, somehow or other, getting that special mercy. Uh, that is the nature. Of not only Vrindavan but of this movement, uh, everywhere there is special mercy. We spent this this month in in uh, in Vrindavan. Others have spent the months on the street distributing books uh, all over the world, and uh, there there was mercy here, there was mercy there. Uh, Krishna manifested here in special ways. Krishna manifested there in special ways. In this way, uh, it is very wonderful to be part of this transcendental movement. All right, those are just my words of introduction to kind of take us here to, uh, after our shift from the Goshala. Uh, to the to the Balaram Hall, and then uh, we'll continue. Um, um, Jai to March may want to say a few words of introduction, and then we can uh, ask uh, for question and answers. Is that okay, or would you like to go
1: straight?
0: No, we can jump in. We can jump in. We can jump in. <coughs> Which means, I guess, Q&A
2: right away. <laughs> Your okay. introduction was good.
0: <laughs> okay, so... That means we have to crank up the, the brain. It's like a car which you have to put into first gear. It's already
2: questioned back there. Aha. Uh-huh.
0: I don't see it, but it must be there. Okay. Kadadar. Um, do we have someone who runs with the mic? Other than, than Pavangop, an assistant.
3: Hare Krishna Um, so you mentioned Maharaj that uh, that uh, the the Uttama Adhikari give inspiration for all to chant Hare Krishna because he is absorbed in great love of Krishna but uh, uh, how does it work that uh, we join the Hare Krishna movement and we meet the devotees who may not who may not all of them be at the utama platform. And uh, still, we f- we get a lot of inspiration from them to chant also.
0: These devotees are the messengers of the utama adhikari. They are the representatives. So, if they would be preaching alone, if a, if, if a neophyte is preaching alone, certainly people may become enthusiastic just by the chanting of the holy name. But it may be more difficult for people who become involved with the neophyte to sustain their Krishna consciousness, where to find the motivation to really give our life. And if you think about it, in this movement, um, Srila Prabhupada brought us to a point where he said, okay, I'm going to give it my life. Um, I had... uh, Seen the devotees i was not convinced i saw them jumping up and down and chanting and in amsterdam and uh, they were on dam square and chanting kist,ade 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 kist. and i looked at it and they were jumping up and down i looked at it i thought this is the ultimate religious fanaticism <laughs> i thought i mean who on earth would be part of something like that? That's what I thought. Uh, but then, uh, after reading the the philosophy, and after reading the words of the Uttama Adikari, and you know, Prabhupada is not was not just rep- uh, representing philosophy; he was hammering our heart. In his books, right? He systematically goes to the point where he explains the the, the point and then says, and therefore you have to surrender. So <laughs> it, br- it brought me to a point where I realized if I don't surrender now I can never call myself sincere again. Yeah? So the utamadikari provides us the knowledge based on the scriptures in full depth you see. Uh, so, the, the kanista himself is caught up in, in, in the enthusiasm but then has doubts also, has many strong other attachments. The madhyam adhikari can provide more depth, more dedication, but may sometimes lack. Whereas the uttama provides us scriptural foundation and, and full realization. Right? Therefore, In that association, faith becomes very strong. So our movement is ultimately driven by Srila Prabhupada. Not only when he was on the personally present, but still still driven by him, by his divine grace.
2: Like that. Second cell phone check.
0: Second cell phone check. In the third cell phone check, we start confiscating them and auctioning them off <laughs> for a good cause. <laughs> yeah, okay, he has the mic. Uh,
4: I have a question about Srila um, Prabhupada and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati Thakur being on the altar of Gornitai here in the temple room, in the temple, or how we call it, in the temple. So. How 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 did that happen? How how is it that they are there on that
2: altar? What is the spe- specific reason? The we're worshiping Guru Guranga. You'll see in many publications of uh, Gaudiumat and Gaudiya literature, uh Sri Guru Gauranga Jayata. Uh, may there be uh, glorification of Guru and Gauranga. That's our process. It's our altar, our process, just like our new, newer temples, we don't have, we may not have Radha Krishna. But then we worship Guru Gauranga. Not just Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Guru Gauranga. That's our, our process. So these uh, Murtis were installed, you probably know, during Prabhupada's time, uh, under Sri, the Prabhupada's guidance and instruction. It's not something that happened later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the murti, of course, on the uh, asana, that was installed later, but on the altar, under Prabhupada's direction. So, that's our process. Yasya-deve-para-bhaktir deve tata guru tasya tasya-yate-katita-hirata-prakashante-mahatmanaha one who has full faith in Krishna and equal faith in the Guru. To such a person, everything is revealed. Now, going further, uh, there's also a distinction. Because I have my Guru, you have your Guru, someone else has his Guru. Uh, There are so many Gurus representing the Prampra, representing Krishna. Uh, But... Srila Prabhupada has a distinct position as the founder acharya, of, founder acharya of our institution. Or you can say really the founder Acharya of the Hare Krishna movement all over the world. Um, yes, not that there aren't other branches, but he's the one who spread the Hare Krishna movement all over the world. So, uh, in our Krishna Balaram temple, that's recognized. That's where uh, distinct, distinctive position is acknowledged by the presence of his Murti. But Srila Prabhupada, it seems, didn't want to be there uh, exclusively, but with his spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Does that answer your question? Or do you have further, we want to ask something further about it?
4: Just to clarify that I understood, Srila Prabhupada... la- 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 Okay, I would just like to clarify my understanding. So Srila Prabhupada personally said, I want to be there with Gornita with my own guru also.
2: Yes. This was done, everything was done under Prabhupada's direction. Yeah, it's, it is very astonishing. I, I'm sorry. It, it is very astonishing. Very, very astonishing
4: to me, at least.
2: Yes. Why so? Mm.
4: Uh, I mean, uh, in one se- one may argue that how how can how can a person say I want to be there on the altar next to God? Yes, the.
2: For that, there's a yes. I mean, how how is it that any of any guru is accepting uh, flowers and garlands and money and service and all of that? I mean, what audacity? Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sharshati Thakur has a Vyas Pudya uh, address where he talks about that. What a audacity to. Uh, take that high seat and high position, and then sit there and listen to people praise you. You're you're so great. You're so wonderful. You're so capable. You're such a great person. Uh, What happened to Amanina Manadena? What happened to uh, humility? To thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street? So it may seem contradictory. But the spiritual master takes that position as a matter of duty. If he's taking it because he w- loves to hear himself praised, because he likes to eat good food, because he wants to have a lot of people serving him,
1: <laughs>
2: then you're looking at a different kind of creature. But as a matter of duty, he has to establish these things. Even Prabhupada's Pranam mantra, uh, Namaste, Sarshati. Who wrote that? He did. Because none of us uh, knew how to how to do it, or even how that we should do it. So he did it. Hmm? There were so many things he had to establish, because we didn't know to do it, and because it was necessary for us. In the very early days of the movement, um, very, very early days, then, Gargamuni Prabhu was there, my god brother, and he asked Srila Prabhupada, Swamiji, um, should we, even if we don't feel anything, should we still bow down to you? Mm -hmm. Prabhupada said, yes. Hmm. For training. Not because I need to see you bowing down before me so that my false ego will be uplifted, but because it's, it's necessary for you. You need this training. Prabhupada wrote a a high priori- top priority letter to all the temple presidents in this con- or it was written under his direction. I forget which. Uh, Saying that Prabhupada's name and title should be included on all the documents of the society. Uh Founder Acharya, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Uh The history, actually, what spurred that was that some disciples had walked off with some property. And you know what can you do? So, Prabhupada was establishing that we're a hierarch- hierarchical society. This we uh, we learned something in our New York uh, Brooklyn court case. There are two kinds of religions recognized by the state of New York. I'm giving you a little legal education here. Uh, one is uh, congregational. In the congregational religion, all the the congregation really call the shots. Uh, what do you want? We want this. We want that. They vote. They decide. They make all the. They they do everything. It's kind of horizontal, you can say. And another kind of religious organization is hierarchical, top down. Our attorneys looked at our at what we are, you know, after five minutes, you're hierarchical. That's the Vedic system. It's not box populi. It's not let's all get together and vote and decide who's the supreme personality of Godhead and how we should serve him. It comes down. So it's necessary for the founder, Acharya, to establish his his position and for the followers to respect that position. So Prabhupada is is teaching us that. Uh, He's teaching us that. Let me think if there's more to say. There is, of course, there's always more yeah. to say. But that's a start. How's that? I have a thought also, if I'm allowed. Yes. <clears throat>
0: um, when Srila Prabhupada started this temple here in Vindavan, it wasn't just um, another temple. Okay. It was Prabhupada very much knew this is this is the home of Krishna, this is the home of this movement. He knew everyone will come here. So this place was was given very special attention. Mm -hmm. When Srila Prabhupada was making arrangements, it wasn't just that he chose uh, the deities on the altar, but he was very careful here in making all the arrangements. Personally, got involved with every aspect of the temple, more so than anywhere else. And uh, one of the things that is interesting is not only are we having here on the altar, we're having Shila uh, Prabhupāda and Śrīla Bhakti Siddhanta, but we also have Krishna Balaram on the central altar and Radha on the right altar. So the question has been asked so many times, why not Radha in the center? Right, yeah, I mean, after all, you know, Lord Chaitanya, Radha Krishna, Pranaya, Vikriti, Radhini, Shakti, Rasman. Isn't it? Lord Chaitanya is non-different from Radha and Krishna. Krishna Chaitanya, Radha, Krishna, Nayanya. So in the, in the purpose of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srila Prabhupada writes about Krishna and Balaram. And he explains there that he has installed Krishna and Balaram in Vrindavan because they're non-different from Gornitai, which is also very significant, right? I mean, namely, that this is the temple, (coughs) the temple for uh, particularly the home of the Sankirtan movement of Lord Chaitanya in Vrindavan, Right? And that as we are preaching around the world, people are going to find out about Vindavan. They're going to come. And here, in this temple, it is the Krishna Balaram Mandir. Here Krishna and Balaram are in the center, but they're non different from Gornithai, because without the mercy of Gornitai, how can we ever ever approach Vindavan? How can we ever enter into vrindavan so, particularly, uh, that's the reason why Krishna and Balaram are the principal deities in the temple, as Srila Prabhupada explains. Then we can see that everything was done with great thought. So, naturally, because the whole world is coming here, it, especially here, it was important to establish also the founder, Acharya. And therefore, especially, and then, well, as we saw, Siddha Bhakti Siddhanta, because Prabhupada at the same time approached that that necessity of emphasizing himself as a founder, Acharya, with humility. And therefore, wanted to also point out that he was there as a disciple, simultaneously. Anyway, those were my five cents worth. (laughs)
2: Is that okay? More? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good topic because this yeah. is the Balaram Hall. Yeah. And Balaram is the original spiritual master. So
0: it is. Uh, Sanjaya asks penetrating questions. He's mm-hmm. like that. I had one thought more that
4: one thing is Srila Prabhupada for us uh, as his like relatively immediate followers especially his disciples and then but also to the world but Maharaj already pointed that out so I'm
2: exhausted (laughs) there's also a kind of Prabhupada is the super authority for the Hare Krishna movement I can tell you what I think or what I want or my un- what I understand or what I direct. Prabhupada is the super authority for the whole ISKCON all mm-hmm. over the world. So the we see that, you know, visually. We see that visually that Prabhupada is... Nobody else, I'm not sitting on the altar. Nobody else is sitting on the altar. Prabhupada's sitting on the altar with this group. Because of his special position, which will matter uh, for generations and generations and generations. People will say, Well, what did Srila Prabhupada say? What did Srila Prabhupada want? What did Srila Prabhupada? What was Srila Prabhupada's instruction? There's so many of others. What did Jai Dwaita Swami think? What did um, my God brothers think? Uh, but when it comes to Srila Prabhupada, it's on another level. That's for everyone. That's for everyone. Uh, that's for everyone. Uh, coming back to, for some reason, courts are on my mind today. You know, you have your various courts and they have their various jurisdictions. And the decision made in this court is valid in this area. The decision made in that court, New Jersey court, it's valid for New Jersey. New York court, it's valid for New York. Supreme Court, everywhere. The jurisdiction of the Supreme Court extends throughout the entire nation. So I may be the authority for my disciples uh, others are authorities for their disciples, but Prabhupada's the authority for everyone.
1: Is that okay, Sundry? Okay. Quickly,
5: quickly. Um. Uh when we receive instructions from the spiritual master,
2: um whoa, whoa, whoa. sorry. Um hold it close and okay. speak slowly and clearly.
5: Okay. Like this. And loud. Okay. Um when we receive instructions of the spiritual master, how do we know which to follow? Um how do we not just choose what suits us um and do we just go with the most current or can we clarify with the spiritual master if we're confused as to what will be most beneficial for our spiritual life?
2: I just didn't get that. I, <laughs> and somebody, I don't know why, because you're, you're, you're loud enough and so on, I guess, but I just couldn't make it out. Could someone... When we, when we instructions... When we receive different instructions... How do we know which ones to go with? Oh, it's it's written on the phone. Okay. She's doing good. Let her continue.
5: So her question is, when we receive instructions of the spiritual master, how do we know which to follow? How do we not just choose what suits us? Do we follow the most current one, or can we clarify with the spiritual master if we're confused as to what would be most beneficial for our spiritual life? I think that's her
2: question. Okay. We may sometimes seek clarity. You said this and you said that, so which would you like me to do? Um, He may not always be available for us to seek that clarity. Um, Then how do you tell? What instruction should I follow? One answer is, you see what instruction he gave again and again. Srila uh, Goswami uses this as a way of understanding literature. When you see that something's said at the beginning, when you see that something's said at the end, when you see that something runs throughout, that means it's important. So if the spiritual master is telling you, just like Prabhupada, distribute books, distribute books, distribute books, I think we don't have a problem understanding that Prabhupada wanted us to distribute books. Because he said it so many times. And there are so many things that are like that. That Prabhupada, you know, he wasn't, what's the word, uh, needlessly subtle about things that he wanted us to do. Uh, He knew that we were thick-headed. And he knew that he had to say it again and again. So the main message is Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. You know, four thousand seven hundred and sixty-two times per book Um, because it's important. And other themes may or may not get so much attention. So that's the first thing. What did he tell you that you know again and again? That's one thing. And then it may also be what was the most recent instruction. He told you one thing 20 years ago, but he told you something else yesterday. So the most recent instruction has a kind of extra weight. I'm compiling a book of Prabhupada's instructions about kirtan. And this sort of analysis comes into play. How do we know when he said three different things, what what carries? One thing is, well, what did he say in later days? What he said in 1966 may be one thing, but what did he say in 1974, 75, 76, 77? That would take precedence. And then you'll see other things. From day one, he's saying it down to the last day. Um, and then the next thing is take guidance. If you don't know or if you can't figure it out, well... Then you can pray to Krishna, I got these different instructions, what should I do? And you can consult the Vaishnavas, senior Vaishnavas especially, and what should I do? Uh, Shastra, Guru, and Sadhus, so you can take guidance from the Sadhus. I got these instructions, What, what do you think I should do? Is that okay?
5: Hare Krishna, I have two parts to a question. I'll start. The first one is, can we change our karma when trying to perform devotional service, or how subjected are we to our karma?
0: (laughs) I see. (laughs) Um, It is said in the... um, Vishnu Purana, Aparapta Falam Papam Kutam Bijan Kam, Vishnu Bhakti It is explaining that karmic reactions to our previous sinful activities are stored within the heart in the form. That stock is called Kutam. That Kutam, that stock in the heart, creates a particular inclination, a It's called, it's a bija, it is a seed that drives certain desires and then will again engage in a sinful activity and again there will be more and more reactions. So in this way, karma is not just a static thing, it's dynamic, it's just going on and on. In a, in, in, a, in a vicious circle, it's pushing us, the karma is pushing us to do more activities that cause karma. So we're caught up in this rotation of karma. Sometimes some of the karmic reactions are also uh, maturing and then they fructify and then we get some overt reaction like that. So... Now when devotional service comes into the picture, it is said that devotional service works on all levels of karma. And so the fructified karma, the reactions become diminished. When it comes to the stock in the heart, it begins to... Uh, minimize that stock. It begins to remove some of these uh, reactions that are stored in the heart. And therefore, our sinful inclinations start to change. We become more more pious. And therefore, and we learn to uh, control the tendency to engage in sinful activities. In this way, devotional service is affecting our, our karma in many ways. Um, the manifest reactions, okay, the, the, there's i put up the karma, unmanifest reactions, put up the karma, <laughs> the manifest reactions. As soon as we take devotional service, that's the example of the fan, you know, where we switch off the fan and we get now diminished reactions, but some karma is still influencing us like that. So when something happens, now is it is it karma or is it Krishna? Srila yeah. Prabhupada once told Giriyar's march, he said that uh, not only is devotional service uh, affecting the influence of karma on various levels, but... Krishna is also personally sanctioning. So Krishna is there and he's personally sanctioning. And he may sometimes intervene. If something was due to happen today, it may not happen. Or it may happen later. People's life is extended. We clap our hands in front of the deities. The lines change. So in that way, Krishna may also intervene. So therefore, when something happens to us, we see ultimately Krishna, because he is sanctioned, and then karma may also still have something to do with that. Like that.
5: Thank you. Um, Could I ask the second? The second part of the question was, what is the dynamic between our conditioning, our nature, karma, and free will?
0: Uh-huh. Condition free will. So Tashyayaivahit to pray to Kovido um at Brahmatam uparyada Srila Prabhupada explains that um, as long as we are under the influence of karma, then we don't really have free will. Okay? It's then we can just we can move here and there, but still we are under the influence of karma. We won't be able to uh, uh, escape. Um, it looks in this world that by our action we can solve uh, problems right? we we moved from the goshala to here today because there was folk. Right? And whether it was a good decision or a bad one, that's another one. But we did it. (laughs) 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 That was not (laughs) Pavangopa. Okay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we. um, Okay, now I lost my train of thought.
2: Okay, yes. Whether it was a good or a bad decision.
0: To from. <laughs> yeah, I know, we were talking about the predestined. Uh. So, um, before, in, in in the old days, suitcases had no wheels, and we would carry them in our hands. Okay? You'd carry them in one hand until you couldn't stretch your fingers anymore, mm-hmm. and then you move them to the other hand until, you know, It And it go up and down like that. It's really intense, dragging these suitcases. And karma is like that. So it looks like we can solve problems by making changes. But all we do is move the suitcase from one hand to the other hand. We're still carrying the suitcase. So that is how in this world everyone is just caught up in this network of karma and they can't get out. Only devotional service can... Take us out once we take up devotional service, then we can change our destiny. only then are we no longer is then only then is things are things no longer predestined by karma like that There's a quick well. there are more hands theres on that side.
6: yeah sure uh, my question is you you were mentioning how Prabhupāda is the, the supreme authority and so even though you may have a decision or your godmother may have a, a, a decision or opinion ultimately Śrīla Prabhupāda's authority is top um so uh, my th- thought was that you know there are so many of Srila Prabhupada's disciples, and even amongst you, you will have your own, you know, sojantya sangha, of mm-hmm. uh, your own brothers who you feel are more like-minded to you that you prefer to associate with. And <clears throat> so there are many different, you can say maybe groups or, or not groups, but, you know, different moods even amongst you, which is normal. Um, but then also you have your own Say followers, some who feel more inspired by you, or maybe from another shrubabha disciple. So there's also some, you know, influence and authority there that is there that someone who has inspiration from you will feel. I prefer to take Jai Maharaj's opinion on something as opposed to another Prabhupada disciple. So I guess my my question is is you know going down the line, I, I I'm kind of like confused as to how we maintain. Uh, unity because you know, obviously different Srila Prabhupada disciples have a different understanding or, or mood of of how Srila Prabhupada's instructions are meant to be followed and so they'll share their inspiration as to how that is and so it,
2: we have different disciples and different moods groups of disciples and, and uh, different moods, different kinds of inspiration uh, how do we keep unity? yeah the first thing is that there's some common point. If you go outside, there's a certain, there's a certain scope within which we can work. And if you go out that, outside that scope, then you've messed up. You're a musician in, in raga, there's certain notes that you can play in any given raga. If you play this note, it doesn't belong there. It goes in some other raga. Uh, it, there's um, many other things are like that. In, in America, there's all sorts of things you can do, but there are certain things you can't do and still be American. There's certain things they're very limited, but there's certain certain things you can't do and still be still claim to be American, like renounce your citizenship, for example. Um, there are certain things you can't do. You have to accept the law of the land. You have to. Uh, you don't care what what they what the law is in Germany or France or someplace else, but. If you claim to be American, you have to follow the American law. Then within that, you can do so many things. America prides prides itself on its diversity. We allow lots of diversity, but there's some diversity we don't allow. You can't blow up buildings. (laughs) right? Then you're outside. Now you're just an outlaw. Banks, now you're an outlaw. As long as within, you're within the law, you can do so many things. So all of our gurus, all of our groups, that we can do so many things, but we have to stay within the law. Uh, shastra means ah. Shastatu means discipline. Now we have to follow Shastra. If we're not following Shastra... And we're we're in some other world. If, if we Shastra uh, come, if we give up shastra and just act according to our own whims, then we're we're nowhere. Similarly, at least for Khan, oh, but we can't say, well, you know, okay, you have faith in Prabhupada, I don't have faith in Prabhupada. No, if you want to be in this society then we respect Prabhupada's authority and you don't have to you can be a Vaishnav and not have particular faith in Prabhupada, but then you should be someplace else you know, there are other places there are other movements you join some other sampradaya but this sampradaya uh, any sampradaya Ramanuja sampradaya you have to expect you have to respect Ramanuja Charja. you have to expect Uh, Vedanta Deshika. You have to follow the the principles of the Sampradaya, otherwise you're not in the Sampradaya anymore. (laughs) So we have some principles for everyone to follow. Uh, Some basic assumptions, basic principles. Then within that, you have some freedom. And the freedom adds, uh, what should we say, taste. The freedom adds diversity. The freedom adds, gives space for creativity and initiative and so on. But within that space, just like Prabhupada, again, I'm in the Kirtan book. Prabhupada said that in the morning at the Mangalarti, we should only chant the morning tune. Hmm? Only the morning tune. So the morning tune, we know what the morning tune is. If it's not that tune, it's not the morning tune. (laughs) <laughs> but within the morning tune someone chants you know what, what shall we say with more gusto someone chants more, more sweetness someone chants you know the notes a little this way someone chants the notes a little that way player, different radanga players will play differently but it's got to be the morning tune hmm? so simple thing you take another thing, a cat you know, cat has to have certain characteristics otherwise you say, that's not a cat, that's a dog <laughs> but within the world of cats you can have white ones, you can have uh, black ones, you can have Siamese, you can have all these but it's got to be within a certain range or it's not a cat anymore, it's, it's something else and within that The the diversity doesn't create discord, it enhances. When you have a garland and there's red flowers and there's yellow flowers and there's white flowers and there's these flowers, they all contribute. When you have some preparation and there's this spice and there's that spice and another spice, or you have a tali and there's this subji and that subji and another subji. The, the diversity makes it nice. But it's yeah. got to be vegetarian. It's got There are certain rules it has to follow, and within that you, can, you have space. Is that okay?
0: May I butt in oh, with please. a follow-up to this? Please, please. No, no, to answer, but like a question and Like, uh, there's diversity? But sometimes there also seem to be, within the diversity, all kinds of contradictions. That's where the confusion comes, I mean, thinking just along the line of the question.
1: Mm.
2: That's also there. The contradictions, (laughs) it's interesting. Uh, Prabhupada said we have to adjust. We have to have unity within diversity, and therefore the GBC should meet every year. We should all meet in Mayapur every year for unity and diversity. It's um, a tension. Because there's a feeling on some in some quarters that we need more unity, and then there's a feeling elsewhere that we need more freedom. There's a feeling on one side we need more to the right and feeling on the other side we need more to be more to the left. So somehow we have to adjust and Prabhupada made the point that we may disagree but on the final point we all agree um, that we have to serve Krishna and that we have to serve our charges that we all agree. Now how? There may be some disagreement. But we're united on these essential points. Prabhupada gave the example of political parties which always fight tooth and nail. But if the country is attacked, they all get together. Because ultimately their interest is the welfare of the country. So we have to keep and if we don't keep that interest, you know, I don't I don't give a d- for the country, I'm a Republican, and my party has. Then, or a Democrat, and then you're you've missed you've missed it. I have to sacrifice my Republican or or Democrat or Independent or whatever status because I have to look to the interests of my country first. That's what parties are for. They're to serve the country. It's not that they're to take advantage of the country for their own individual separate interest. So we have to see, always keep that up front. What is our common interest? Why are we together? It's for that. (laughs) Conflict is also, by the way, there there I was I did some reading on conflict. Conflict can be constructive. When there's conflict, it, it resolves questions. It creates clarity. It can, it can. There's also destructive conflict. You know, we just burn the whole house because I don't want you to have it, you don't want me to have it. Destructive conflict. But Conflict can be constructive. When there's conflict, you know, one thing is it keeps life interesting. But apart from that, uh, it creates clarity and and can bring people actually closer together. The, the conflict, when resolved, uh, makes us stronger. Is that okay? Trying to eliminate all conflict is unhealthy. And um, conflict is good. Like um, germs in the gut, you know, you need some microbes there.
6: Um, I've had like a lot of experiences with you know, senior devotees that kind of it's weird, like they kind of demand like a respect from people. And it's I just have trouble kind of navigating through that kind of thing where it's like, yes, they're senior to me, but it feels weird because like you would think somebody who's senior would kind of have more of a oh, sorry. Just yeah, it's like I would I wanna be able to like serve and stuff like that, but it feels weird when it's like They demand it and it doesn't seem so like, you know, like it's not like a, like a loving interaction, I guess. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to kind of navigate through that because I feel like it's an offense if I kind of back away from it, but at the same time, they're senior to me, so.
1: Thanks.
0: Well, as as you're indicating in your question, um, ideal exchanges should not just be on uh, based on formality, and it should be based on genuine uh, respect. The seniority should be there in in, uh, in in showing a greater depth of commitment, a greater depth of realization, then that naturally invokes a desire to, uh, to serve like that. That would be the more, uh, mature and inspiring exchange. Now, if, um, sometimes someone claims seniority, um, um, is very, uh Serious about the external part of the seniority, um, uh, in terms of having been involved in Krishna consciousness before another, um, and then it becomes just external etiquette, just rules and and, and regulations. Then the heart is not in there. Um, some people are. Very strongly, always uh, reminding us of their seniority, and uh, yes, we we uh, if if we feel that it's excessive in a way, um, we can keep a respectful distance. It's all right. We should not get disrespectful. We should also understand sometimes someone may. Not have such a deep level of commitment, although having been there for many years. But then, you know, the the level of commitment to Krishna consciousness may not be so deep. So in that sense, we don't see so much realization and seniority. But then sometimes there may just be something extraordinary. They were there, you know, when Prabhupada said this and did that. And for a moment, Uh, uh, a moment of clarity a moment of really deep insight may also be there in the exchange so when we see that the etiquette of seniority is demanded then we are respectful but we may keep a bit of a distance if we feel it's genuine from the heart yes then that relationship can flourish yeah, and it can bring some uh, some inspiration to us, but we don't get offensive. We don't uh, start to say, who's this guy anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we should not do. We should remain respectful. Respectful distance is all right. No. Mm. But we're all navigating that. I mean, I also navigate that. And uh,
2: you were temple president to Brindavan.
0: Well, yeah, I was temple president here, but I was junior. Exactly. And and everyone was like, you know, so every once in a while, in a managerial case, people would just come and try to take advantage of seniority. Right. (laughs) So, well, sorry, you know, like now we're talking (laughs) management, right? No, for the interest of the project, you can be senior, but still, this is in the interest of the project. And there was one devotee, senior devotee, came to me and said, why don't you give me half of UP? You know, and those, those UP, Uttar Pradesh, was under Vindavan. He said, why don't you give me half of UP? I said, I can't give you half of UP. It's not mine to give. It belongs to Krishna and Balaram. Yeah, it's not mine. Yeah, you... I'm senior. (laughs) You may be senior, but Krishna Balaram is senior to you. (laughs) And and it's theirs. I'm representing them right now. So politely, I must say no, you can't have it. As simple as that. Yeah. So it's a fine line sometimes. But yeah. And sometimes I stood up against seniors here and, and some who I thought were doing something that was not in the interest of our movement. And then I stood up because I was a temple president. I felt I had to do so. I I spoke up to the GBC and I did my duty in this. But then uh, in the end, I got shot. And then I realized after that that Krishna said, Okay, you became a tiger in the course of your service, right? For your service, you had to be a tiger. You had to uh, speak very strong, but now be a mouse again. <laughs> so then I had to be a mouse for a while. So we can see, you know, uh, seniors need to be given respect. But we cannot always agree with everyone just because they're senior. It has to be in the interest of the movement. Uh, It can be complicated. Mm. Okay, I'm going to retreat one more time,
2: and then I'll... It's something of an art, how to be respectful, Mm -hmm. even if we don't agree. Right. How to be respectful and disagree to take time. (laughs) And And sometimes it's also diplomacy. The Bhagavatam gives this example um, in regard to family life, because the the father-in-law comes and he has so many. You know, it would it it would be good if you were to uh, build another extension on your house. It would be good if you you know went for a higher position in your company. It would be good. He's got so many, so much advice to give because mm, he's the father-in-law and others may also come in like that and Nard Muni advises you to steer that when that happens then you should agree yes what you say is alright and then ignore it
1: <laughs>
2: but you don't make it a fight for it. yes yes what you say is alright and then you carry on from one point of view that's called Indian culture <laughs> we ne- right? we never disagree we say yes, yes okay Where's the microphone? Maharaj? Yes. Uh,
7: is Vrindavan a state of mind? That's my question. <laughs> because. Is just Vrindavan a state of mind? mind? Just to give some context to the question, uh, we are coming to Vrindavan after three and a half years due to. Mm-hmm, a little slower. Uh, we are coming to Vrindavan after three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And somehow I feel the connection what we had when we were in the UK uh, was a bit more stronger. But because when we come here, possibly it's my mind, you know, again, you know, you see things, people taking selfies in front of the Lord.
2: It's too much of telephone. Selfies in front of the Lord. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) Selfies or or Lordies, but, you know, it's all... Everybody's navigating it's it's wild. And uh, but nothing can be done. Panchagoda Prabhu and I discussed it, it's like hopeless they said. Anyway, that aside, the certainly it's the consciousness that creates Vrindavan. Prabhupada said that. And it's the consciousness that creates Vrindavan. And therefore, if someone is a pure devotee of Krishna, he's always in Vrindavan. And someone who comes in touch with him uh, comes in touch with Vrindavan. Hmm? Yes. Ultimately, Vrindavan is a creation of, of consciousness. So Vrindavan can be anywhere where there's, where there's Krishna. Um, our temples... Prabhupada said are as good as Vrindavan, because Krishna's there, Radharani's there, devotees are there, service is there, that's Vrindavan. Vrindavanam pratyaja padamekam nagatati, Krishna never goes one step outside of Vrindavan. So if Krishna's there, Vrindavan is also there. So from that point of view, the consciousness creates or invokes the presence of Vrindavan. From another point of view, uh, this particular tract of land in Uttar Pradesh is given special importance by all of our acharyas. In the beginning of Brihad Bhagavatamrita, uh, Srila Sanatangusami offers his obeisances to uh, Vrindavan, to Jamuna, to, and he uh, offers evidence from different shastras that anyone who takes birth in Mathura, anyone who dies in Mathura, anyone who you know, lives for some time in Mathura gets so much. So the place itself has a, a particular
1: uh,
2: sanctity and, and power and identity. It's not just that we've identified this place. Well, let's call it Vrindavan and and we'll create the place by our consciousness. But this place itself has innate um, Krishna consciousness. Krishna never leaves this Vrindavan also. So we may or may not see it, the acharyas say sometimes that there's like a thin covering over Vrindavan that prevents materialistic eyes from seeing it. Hmm? Just like we're chanting Hare Krishna, but do we really do we realize what we're chanting? We're seeing the deity, do we realize who we're seeing? So Krishna's form, Krishna's name, Krishna's abode. We're in Vrindavan. Do we see Vrindavan? Mm -hmm. so that seeing, that hearing requires purity of heart, so from that point of view also, it's the consciousness that creates Vrindavan, we're in Vrindavan but without that consciousness we won't see Vrindavan it'll be hidden from us and when that consciousness is there, Vrindavan is revealed
7: Thank you so much Maharaj, Mm -hmm. because I think Kadambakara Maharaj, I met him in 2010 and the first thing he told us, go to Vrindavan. You know, so. It was in Chemnitz, maybe you forgot him. You know, so. Where was that? In Chemnitz. Oh, in Germany? Yes. Okay. And, and he said, if you have even one hour time, it doesn't matter, you need to be there. You know, so. yeah. And, yeah.
2: Prabhupada said, Vrindavan is the one place in the universe where Krishna automatically reveals. Hmm?
5: Thank you so much.
0: In the back, lots of hands. And then...
3: Hi, uh... hey, Krishna Maharaj. Uh, my question is about charity, for instance, if some devotee asked for the donation in the name of Krishna's service, but then he misuse it. So will I also get the reaction for it since I am the one who gave the donation to him?
1: <laughs>
0: um, When we are sincerely giving someone a donation and we are uh, in the understanding that the person is going to use it in Krishna consciousness and the purpose we gave it for was Krishna conscious, then if that person is misusing the donation, uses for another purpose which is not Krishna conscious, um, then we are not responsible we have our responsibility stops. We gave it with the intention that the person will use it for a certain Krishna conscious purpose. Now, if they misuse it, then uh, that's their responsibility. They will get the reactions for that. So we don't have to, uh, to worry like that. At the same time, though... We, are, we have to use our intelligence and we have to also see uh, does this person have the capacity to keep his word? Does this person, does he look reliable? Okay. And if we start giving to someone who looks highly unreliable, yeah, then uh, maybe we're also a little bit culpable. for. So we should use our intelligence. But ultimately if we give to krishna and to krishna's devotee for a krishna conscious purpose then our gift was was pure even if it's misused later on
1: thank you much
3: Yeah, whenever you... So, check one more. Just like uh, one is uh, doing offering bhoga to Lord, so the service to the Lord, many duties are involved in service, like cooking, offering bhoga to Lord, and bringing fruits and vegetables. So different phases of services are there, and we saw devotional service mode of passion, goodness, ignorance. So somebody is cooking the bhoga in the mode of ignorance and uh, doing prasalpa, criticism, everything. A food is bhoga is cooked, but other pujari is pure intention. So when bhoga is offered, whether this prasad is goodness, passion, or uh, how to know prasadam is pure? Because somebody is not pure devotees cooking. Pure devotees Offering bhoga, pure devotee is bringing. So as an organizational setup, different services done. So how to know prasadam is pure prasadam?
2: Okay. The... I confess I have a 30% 30 hearing deficit and the acoustics are not in our favor here. So I missed a lot of what you said, but it seems like the essence of it is that in the cooking, the offering, the collection of items, there may be discrepancies, people may be in the mode of ignorance, people may not be following properly, then how do we know that what's offered is actually prasadam? Is that your question?
3: Yes, Maharaj, as well, uh, who's doing particular service like pujari, he's offering bhoga with pure intention.
2: He's offering bhoga, but
3: pure intention purity of
2: heart with pure intentions purity okay, of heart it, so that laddi accepting
3: mm-hmm. uh, food is not cooked with purity of heart so this so many contradiction comes so can you what is the I don't, I don't have
2: a shastric reference if, if the pujari is pure does that free everything from contamination hmm? if the if the pujari is pure at heart does that knock out all the other disc- all the other impurities. Is that your question? Yes, no?
3: No, no. Ma'am.
2: No. Okay. What's your question?
3: Question is different, different levels of their services. So <coughs> when bhoga is offered that become prasad. So it is said devotional service in goodness, passion, ignorance. What is consciousness, that become devotional service. What is person's consciousness? Based on consciousness, Lord accept. So, it is, it is said one should eat the food cooked by devotee, offered by devotee. Uh, yeah, ideally,
2: everyone involved should be a pure devotee. The farmer should be a pure devotee. The people who are transporting the grains and vegetables should be pure devotees. The cooks should be pure devotees, the pujari should be pure devotees, the person who is distributing prasadam should be a pure devotee, everyone should be a pure devotee. That's the first class standard. If we insist on that, we probably will never take prasadam. (laughs) So we like to see that as far as possible, everything is as close to that standard as we can make it. But we saw that Srila Prabhupada in our temples in India, especially in the earlier days, they said, higher cooks, Brahmin cooks. Brahmin cook is, you know, better than non-Brahmin cook. How much of a Brahmin he is, this, that, we don't know. At least he should be following some principles. But Prabhupada accepted that, all right, uh, just for practicality, you hire some Brahmin cooks. Mm -hmm. So again, the theme is that we we need to, Prabhupada engaged in the very beginning. He was engaging all kinds of people. The, what it for that first wedding ceremony, Janaki Davies? So Jamuna was there. She didn't know anything. She's a new, you know, a girl from San Francisco. But Prabhupada, you do this, do this, do this, do this. And then everything's offered to Krishna. So even Prabhupada, it's famous. He, Installed some deities in Australia or New Zealand. And he, when he left, he said to the deity that I'm, I'm leaving you in the hands of the Bletchus.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, you please accept their service. Because, you know, we're not trained. We have, there's so many things. But we try to do things Sincerely. So in that spirit, uh, even sometimes, Prabhupada was talking about Bombay temple opening. He instructed that don't try to make the sweets; buy them from the market. Buy them from the market. You know, make so many sweets for grand temple opening. Buy them from the market; they'll make very good sweets. There's a there's a. Shastri conjunction, someplace, something that's paid for is purified. Mm-hmm. Prabhupada said, Don't take advantage of this. That you know, Prabhupada's not like if you, if you pay for stool, it becomes pure. <laughs> but when we need to, we may pay for something and offer it to the deity. Or we may have to hire someone okay. that may be there. But we know what we want to offer. We know what what our aspiration is, that everything should be done with perfect purity of heart. That should be our our aspiration. And then we adjust as we need to adjust for Krishna's service. Is that okay?
8: Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Maharaj, I have a question, uh, I, uh, what is the meaning of word Mathura, like I don't know, uh, we say Mathura Nagari, the Saptapuris, so what is the meaning of Mathura, Vrindavan, Nandgaon, Varsana, we know the meaning but I don't know the meaning of word Mathura, like uh, from like how it is derived.
0: <laughs> so, um, Looks like a good question for the phone.
2: <laughs> I meant yeah. to bring my phone with me. I have the Monier Williams
0: dictionary I, I on my have phone. A, but I didn't yeah, the Sanskrit dictionary. <laughs> I was gonna, I'm going to open it up. And uh, no, I have two more minutes.
2: Oh, Krishna. No, nah, stop. Definition one attractive land in Uttar Pradesh, India. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was of course said,
2: said to be the, the the abode of Bhagavan Sri Krishna. That's definition one.
8: Like we hear uh, names Ayodhya, Kashi and all. So they have their meanings attached with them. Well, but I never, Ayodhya, like we just came from, it is uh-huh. never to be defeated. So,
0: we do hear about that that's uh, originally Madhuvan, right, was related to the name of Mathura. But that was where it began and the and the and the killing of the of the Madu demon had some connection with the location that we hear. So uh, how Madhuvan became Mathura, but it seems that that's where the name comes from. Ah, uh, the phone is too much.
8: <coughs> yeah. Then, Maraja, I have one more question. Like uh, there are, uh, in Shastra, they say there are seven cities which are moksha dainis, which give liberation. So, Mathura, Ayodhya, uh, then uh, Kanchipuram. So, there Kashi and Avanti, Ujjain also comes. So, I have question that Krishna is Mukunda, the giver of liberation. So, five cities are Krishna cities. Uh, Ayodhya, Mathura, Dwarika, Puri, and all. Like, uh, so what is specifically Vedvyasji or Shastras would have been in their mind that Kashi and Avanti, Jain and Kashi are also included in the list, which are where uh, the Lord Shiva is the primary deity, uh, the predominant deity? Liberation. Hmm? Liberation.
1: Yeah.
2: Liberation is not such a big deal. <laughs> Thank you, Maharaj. <laughs> yeah. You can find the reference, again, it's in Sanatana Goshami's um, introductory verses for Brihad Bhagavatam where he, he discusses the superiority of Mathura over all the holy cities. You can find that. In Matura, one gets pure devotional service. In other places, you can get liberation. Of course, the yoga is a place of devotional service, but in Matura, one gets pure love for Krishna. That's the the real benefit
0: in Matura.
8: Thank you very much, Maharaj.
0: Hare Krishna. (laughs) there are always questions that never get answered, and there's always some, you know, in the program there's always someone who really feels they have a question and doesn't get answered because the program gets to an end, and we just wanted to close with a little bit of kirtan, and then then close, so we'll do that take this thing out (laughs) oh
9: De Krishna Hare Krishna 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 It's enough It's, not, it's enough.